superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The stuff I hear from this chair. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm ready to fire everyone. Tatum is the biggest fake superstar. Tatum for a 50 piece. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I got a special shout out to Brockman. You know, I want him to still answer my phone call. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, co-host of ESPN's Pardon the Interruption, Michael Wilbon. Coming up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. What a conversation we just had with Michael Wilbon of ESPN, the NBA on ESPN and ABC, and pardon the interruption, we hit him up on the Sixers collapse in game six and seven. Um, the fourth, the final five quarters, let's put it that way, of games six and seven of the Eastern Conference semifinal series. The Ugh. de facto Eastern Conference finals everybody thought going in, but now here come the Heat after bouncing the Bucks and the Knicks. And um, and so we talked about that with Michael and about what the Sixers should do, what the Warriors should do now that the Lakers have bounced them. We discussed those subject matters along with the Suns bouncing Monty Williams, which I still don't understand. And then, of course, John Morant. If you missed any of that, we'll rehash a little bit more of that in this and the following hour. And then, of course, we re-air on the Roku channel. Uh, every single day between 12 and 3, we're live, and then we re-air every single day, and we're free on the Roku channel and all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TV. We're free on Amazon Fire TV. We're free on the Roku app because the Roku channel's within it. And the RokuChannel.com for those out there on the internet tubes if you are at work and uh, maybe watching us. Uh, we appreciate you sacrificing your... Um, shall we say, uh, viability as a, an employee. Also on the little live TV tab on the Roku channel. You put that yeah, on. We run in there go. the whole time. That's it's amazing. It works. Joining us right now on our phone line is a head coach in the National Football League. He is Todd Bowles, or should I say the graduate, is here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, coach? I'm good, Rich. How you doing? Congratulations. On Thank you. So walk us through you walking at Mount St. Mary's University for your bachelor's degree. Walk me through this story, Coach. Oh, um, well, when I left Temple way back when to play ball, I had switched majors, so I didn't have the right court classes to finish up. And, you know, once you start playing pro ball and family life happens, you kind of forget everything. 
And, you know, my mother got cancer uh, in early 2000. She made it to 2009, and she's never said anything before. But before she passed, she just said she wanted me to do one thing. And I asked her what. She said, finish my degree. And that kind of stuck with me for a long time. And, I, you know, you try to get it from one university, and you keep running the problem there. So I got into Mount St. Mary's, and I started taking classes. On Actually, I had classes the year we won the Super Bowl. I had classes. And to do that for her and for actually to see my three boys see me walk across the stage and one's in college and one's getting ready to go to college and the other one's still growing up, you know, hopefully that's important. It'll rub off to them. Wow. That's all I can say to start. (laughs) But let's do some follow-up questions here. So you took classes during the pandemic year. You were Zooming while you were also conducting your job as defensive coordinator of the eventual Super Bowl winning defense for the Buccaneers? Is that what you, is that I what did. you did? I did, yes. What, how, did you, how did you split your time like that? I mean, how did you walk me through I that? Get up, I get up at 3, 3.15 in the morning, and, you know, I can do about an hour and a half of work, and then I'll get right to my football stuff and kind of go from there and – listen to some of the podcast notes on the way home and you know you, you stay up and do some work that way as well and and it just it's something i would just had to do and then your mom before she passed she she mentioned to you she had she mentioned anything like that to you uh since you'd left temple and played ball and gotten involved she in your family said a word she never said one word until it just came out of her mouth uh, before she passed Yes, it did. And she just she said it very calmly and very peacefully. And, you know, that stuck with me. And, you know, it, and she was happy with everything I was doing. She just, she doesn't ask me for much. And for her to ask that of me, I had to at least do that. And so what does it mean, do you think, that you walked on Mother's Day weekend, Todd? It was bittersweet. I didn't think about it at the time, but, you know, the fact that it was Mother's Day weekend and knowing she was down over there watching over me, you know, hopefully she smiled and, you know, it was was very gratifying. Wow. Uh, Congratulations to you on all that. So you got your degree in, in what? Bachelor of Science in Youth and Development. Okay. All right. So where's your diploma now? Did you hang it? Where is it? It's in my office. And I haven't hung it yet, but it's in my office uh, at home. Come on, you got to hang it. Come, when are you going to hang it? Come on, I know you got mini camp and stuff like that, but let's. <laughs> come on, coach. <laughs> come on. Hopefully, it doesn't take me as long to hang it as it did for me to get it. That's true. That's a good one. <laughs> so there's time. There's time. Well, congratulations on all that, Coach. Um, and and it, that is that is uh, wonderful to hear and, and well-deserved and hard work, uh, obviously paying off. Um, so I appreciate you uh, you telling us that story. Uh, let's get into your, your current job. Where, what are you, where, what are, where are you? What do you call this? Is this a phase two? What are, where, where are we for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in the we middle of May? We just got the rookie camp this weekend. Okay. Uh, we have one more week of phase two before OTA starts, so it's kind of just walkthrough and meetings right now. Okay, and so what, what are you installing? What, what are you doing, essentially, that you're willing to share? 
Coach. We're going through the basics, you know, installing a new offense for the rookies and a new defense for the rookies, as well as the guys that are here, the veterans, and we go out in the field and walk through, just going through formation detail and communication and making sure everyone knows where everyone is and a lot of communication going on right now. And so in terms of the communication, let's talk about your quarterback. I mean, you want to talk about um, how you can't make stuff up in the NFL. Clearly, you know, you're head coach of the Jets back in the day. You wind up drafting Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield gets chosen two picks in front of him. You're now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and look who's in your camp. Um, it's none other than Baker Mayfield. What was your evaluation of Baker when you were grinding tape with the Jets in that front office in that situation back in the day, Coach? I thought he was a heck of a player. I had spent some time with him down there at Oklahoma, and we hit it off pretty good that way. I thought Baker was one of the few people that had the mental fortitude to actually coach in New York, you know, and you just can't, you can't, to play in New York, rather, you just can't have anybody play in New York. Certain people have to be tough-minded. I thought Baker was one of those guys, and, you know, I thought he was a great leader, and I thought the system he had in college, and when he came into the league, it was a great system for him. Obviously, when they changed coaches, and it didn't work out, but I still think he's a heck of a player, and between him and Trask competing each other, I still think he's got a lot of football left in him. So, uh, I know this is a question that's a bit rife, but I'll I'll ask it point blank anyway. Um, Had the Browns not chosen him number one overall, let's say they they had chosen Darnold, would the Jets have snagged Baker third overall? Was that part of your draft board and draft plans? Coach? That would have been a good discussion at the time. You know, it would have been a good discussion at the time. I can't say we would or wouldn't have, because there were a lot of things on the board at that time, so I don't know how the draft would have went if Baker wouldn't have went one. If somebody wouldn't have grabbed him at two, I, I still wouldn't have known, so I honestly couldn't tell you that. All right, so then let's hit the, the current uh, situation. You use the words compete with Kyle Trask. This is a competition, Coach? Yes, it is a competition. I mean, we don't have a starter right now. We know Baker's played in games and Trask has not. But we've watched Trask over the years, and we like some of the things he does. And we're going to give him a chance to play and compete and see who comes out. And, you know, we told Baker this coming in. It's not anything new that he doesn't know. He's up for the challenge. I think those two work and help make each other better. So we'll make that decision when the time is right. So at Minnesota week one, as we're sitting here middle of May, it's entirely possible that Kyle Trask is your starting quarterback on that day. He beats him out. He's the starter. So then what do you look for in terms of a competition for beating out and things of that nature? Coach? Well, there'll be a lot of things. Obviously, the practice is important. The communication to the guys, the leadership in the huddle, accuracy. you got to make plays, of course, in this league to win ball games. And who commands the huddle and who the team runs behind more, they give you the best chance to win. And that'll be sorted out over time. Okay. What did you think of your schedule? Week five is the bye. Um, I... I, I I can imagine what you think about that, but I'll ask it anyway. What do you think? The bye is a little early for us, but we do get a Thursday night game in the middle where we can take a mini bye after that. Uh, excited that we have a lot of 1 o'clock games. You know, night games take their toll traveling back, especially for us last year, traveling to Germany, Arizona, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh and Cleveland weren't any easy trips as well as Dallas. So we, we put in a lot of miles last year, so – we don't have the models that we had last year, so ho- hopefully that keeps us a little fresher. So you like the 1 o'clock Eastern kickoffs? You like them? 
Anytime you can get in and get a game out of there, any coach, and you can get in the next morning and still game plan and correct the mistakes and game plan the week ahead, yeah, you kind of like the 1 o'clock game. Well, even if that that, that is an indication in, in some way, shape, and form, and I understand that this is talk outside buildings and things of that nature, but the, the concept is is that the, the national television um, schedule does not include the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that might be infused with the, the concept that you're not as good coach just to come straight through the front door how do you react to something like that however it's kind of like playing at Wimbledon you're not going to be on center court every day but if you win enough games people will start looking and you'll get to the national stage so we just worry about winning ball games and whether the cameras are on or off is not our problem if we win enough ball games the cameras will come back but we'll do it our way Elijah Cansey, Todd Bowles let's move to the draft right now head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers let's talk about your first round draft choice what'd you like out of this kid in pittsburgh he he jumped out of the gym at the combine that is for sure what do you think uh he's very strong and he's very quick and he's been playing a position his whole life uh, he's not just quick he's very strong and he takes on double teams well he's got a never-ending motor he always has a lot to prove he's a very smart player and we liked everything about him he brings a lot of energy to us getting away from our typical big three down guys where we're kind of like 320 across the board we thought we needed a little more quickness and he adds that for us so yeah i mean i guess vita vea is is uh i guess bringing up the the average weight uh, at the position although he's you know he i couldn't believe when he came in in munich coach and he sat down and he said he was somewhere in the middle of three bills and i looked at him and i'm like where you know what i mean like he's huge but it doesn't he he it's all muscle. That guy's unbelievable. That guy's unreal, Coach. He's a game stopper for us, obviously. And as big as he is, he's very quick and he's very athletic and he uses his hands well. So we're not saying Vita's slow by any means. No. He just looks that way, but he, he he's a load for us and we're happy. You know, we've got to keep him healthy. What do you think? Where's Cody Mount going to go? Is he going inside on your line, your offensive line, second-round draft choice? Yeah, he'll go inside and play one of the guard positions, and that's where we're uh, practicing him at right now, getting acclimated. What'd you What'd you think of him when you met him face to face? You know, uh, he he seems like quite the character when I came across him at the combine. He, Coach. He's a very intelligent guy. He is a character, and we got quite a few redheads down there between him, Jensen, <laughs> and and Cole Keith. We have kind of three redheads that got looking the same, <laughs> so it's going to be a little comical that way, but. He's a very good athlete, very intelligent player, and a very hard worker. And we just look forward to him getting better and better. All right, and I got it. I, you know, this is this one's for me. This one's for NFL Network, Coach. You've got a, a kid in a rookie camp. His name is Cade Warner. He's Kurt's son. You know, and I kept saying to Kurt, maybe, maybe this is, uh, you know, the the sequel to his movie. This may be, this may be it. Another magic carpet ride. Not to put too much pressure, but what do you think of uh, of Cade? Coach? I like Cade, and I know Kurt very well, and I've talked to him briefly. Okay. Uh, Cade is going to make a name for himself. I think Cade is very tough. He's very polished. He's a coach's kid, so he's going to be polished. Obviously, Cade is 10 times faster than Kurt because he's a wide receiver. <laughs> you know, Kurt, Kurt wasn't exactly a running quarterback, although, be it, he was outstanding. Yes. He still is an outstanding guy. I like everything that Kate's done thus far. He's come in and put his head down and got to work. And as we get in the pads and he gets to prove himself, I think he'll make a name for himself 
and doesn't want the sequel to his dad. I think he wants to start his own movie. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, but, but look, we, we can we can change the script however we wish. But uh, what's your relationship with Kurt? Well, how far back do you go with, with Kurt, Coach? We go back, you know, when I was with the Cardinals, and he used to come by all the time, obviously knowing him as a player as well. But, you know, we've kept in touch over the years. And, you know, he, I think he's a very professional guy. He's a great person, period. And I have nothing but accolades to say for Kurt. He, he's always been great every time I've run across him. I don't have anything but nice things to say about him. He, he's a heck of a guy. Okay, very good. Um, thanks for the time, Coach. When are you going to get that graduate degree? When when are we working on that? When do we got that going? <laughs> Another time? <laughs> yeah, that'll be way down the line from now. Right. I'm gonna let my kids have that one. Sounds good. Let's get that hammer. Let's get that nail. Let's get that. Let's get that puppy on the wall. I, I'm and and then and then do do me this favor if you don't mind. Have your have your uh, your your uh, team's social media crew just take a photo of it. I think uh, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I will do that. I think it would be great. So congratulations on. Uh, your hard work and you showing your kids and showing your team about what uh, what it's all about. So I appreciate the time as always. You know how I feel about you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Right back at you. That's Todd Bowles, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fresh off of walking in the commencement ceremony, earning his bachelor degree in science and youth BS in science uh, of youth and community development at Mount St. Mary's University. There you go. That's a really cool story. Now, you know, uh, a lot of coaches uh, major in BS, as you know. Um, Well done. But he does not. He does not seem like the type. I liked his answer. You can't play at center court in Wimbledon all the time. Right. Oh, yes. Unless you're Roger Federer. But I want to push back. Right? No, but it's an interesting uh, (laughs) analogy right there. That if you win on the outside courts – you eventually get center court. Also, they had a very famous person decide not to play with them anymore. So, you know, they're going to be a team that's under the radar kind of all season. So why not do it in the shadows and then, hey, look, all of a sudden they're competing for the division title in December. No? Yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly why, you know. Or they're tanking for Caleb. Look, they're not tanking for Caleb. I don't Sorry, think tanking in quotes. No, what did we decide? What's it called? Cratering for Caleb. Cratering for Caleb. That's what we I, came up with. See, I, I like collapsing for Caleb. Both what? work. Well, collapsing for Caleb makes it sound like you're you're giving up unintentionally doing it. Cratering for Caleb makes it sound like you're intentionally doing it, like tanking for whatever or yeah. sucking for luck. Yeah. You know, back in the day, but. Yeah, I mean, I I would safely say, looking at the schedule and who has nationally televised games and who does not, if you don't have nationally televised games, then you're viewed as not being of national interest or you don't have a national following that shows up in cheeseheads everywhere. Did you see the Packers at five games in primetime? Did that surprise you? Why? Yeah, because they're the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and that they're maybe, but still, I mean, and that and that if they were, if again, one team moves on from its twelve, another team loses its twelve when twelve moves on. Packers being the former, and the Bucks being the latter. 
The Bucks have one nationally televised game. One. And that is really early. Well, two. Everybody plays a, a Thursday night football game. And then right, I should nah, I speak before. Good, yeah. You know, it's, that's it. They got one Thursday nighter at Buffalo. And then they've got a week three home date with Philadelphia. And that's it. The Green Bay Packers lose their 12. And the Packers have a Thursday nighter against Detroit. They have a Monday nighter at Vegas when they see Devontae Adams. I guess that's of interest. There's a Thanksgiving game at Detroit. There's a Sunday nighter at home for Kansas City when they're going to stick Mahomes' family somewhere in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan because they stuck Jordan Love's family in the last row of the stadium when Jordan started in Arrowhead. There's a game at the Giants in Week 14, and then Green Bay at Minnesota is a Sunday nighter that could obviously be flexed out, but that's all planned. He really did them a solid, too, if you look at you know Week 4 Thursday, an extra day on the mini-buy, and then a bye week after that in Weeks 4, 5, 6. I mean, obviously, Tampa doesn't have the national following. That's Green Bay does. what they're pointing out. And, and the, the, I think the curiosity factor about what Jordan Love will look like and how this team can actually fare surpasses the curiosity factor of what Tampa looks like with Baker Mayfield. That's fair. Even though I guess. it's a wide open, the NFC North is as wide open as the NFC South, wouldn't you say? Correct? Unless you, you ascribe to the fact that the Vikings are going to be just as good and it's their division, I, I, I would push back on that. The Lions are the first road opponent of the season for a reason. The Bears have two nationally televised games. The Bears have more nationally televised games than the Buccaneers. I think that... Because they have more... Uh, uh, NFC North yeah, will be better than the NFC South, yeah? You can't say that. I mean, Bryce Young could be terrific. Carolina, as you all know, almost won that division. Atlanta? We don't know. That's a big shrug emoji of a division. A lot of question marks. Atlanta. But I'm just pointing out how Tampa loses its 12, one nationally televised game. Green Bay loses its 12, and it's just like the good times are rolling, just like any old time. And you could say that, you know, one team has won a Super Bowl recently, and Brady restored interest in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the first time in a long time. And the other one has a national following where people who hail from Livingston, New Jersey, say they're a part owner (laughs) of the team. Correct? Theoretically. One share. And there's enough people like you around the country that might be like, oh, I'll watch the Packers. Yeah. Just to see how they're doing without Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's just assuming the Bucks without Tom Brady will be insignificant. That's why he's like, keep playing on the outer courts. We'll wind up on the center court. We'll see how it goes. At Minnesota, home for Chicago, home for Philadelphia, at New Orleans, then a bye. That's a big at New Orleans game, man. Big. For them. Because yeah. everyone's assuming with Derek Carr, that's the winner of that division. Let's take a break. We've got Overreaction Monday coming up. And it comes from the man who very famously last week called Jason Tatum a fake superstar. Said he was Fugazi. So who better to... It's over. Who better to overreact than this guy? (laughs) That's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Jeff in Detroit has been hanging on for uh, for a while, so let's take one of our favorites. How you doing, Jeffrey? Yes. How you been? What's happening, Unc Cousins? You guys Jeff. were talking a little bit about that schedule, and I mean, out the gate. Talk about show me what you made of lions and chiefs. Yeah. My goodness. Yep. That's well, be great. I guess it's uh, show and prove. You're going to have to do what you're going to have to do. I wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about uh, the John Morant situation. Sure. And it couldn't happen at a worse time because you figure like this. First of all, you got vindication that it wasn't a, the bubble wasn't a fluke. All four teams that were in the bubble are in the bubble now. Then you have the coming of a young professional, uh, Jason Tatum, and the old bull, LeBron James. You got Lakers and Celtics. I mean, the NBA is rolling right now. And for this to just pop up out of the clear blue sky under at, at his own whim, and not only that, you lied to – I mean, in my opinion, you lied when you were talking to Jalen Rose. Oh, it's not my gun. And you started blinking. We don't know if it was his gun or not, but you pop up with another one. I mean, dude, you just got finished forfeiting $39 million because you did not make the all-NBA team. And I guarantee you, 26 points, 8 assists a, 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 a game, that's what you that's what you get in the regular season – you would have gotten that money. You wouldn't. Ha- you would have gotten the nod from the writers, but they kept you out because of the first gun charge. I honestly believe that they're probably going to suspend him for maybe about half the season, maybe a little bit less than that. But he's going to have to work his way back because I mean, with the way that gun violence is, how can you be the face of the NBA? How can with the way that things are with gun violence, you 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 have to be do right, man. You have to. We're hearing about shootings every day, and you just are in front of the camera with a gun. That's it's not cool. Huh? Not cool at all. Jeff, you're the best. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. There are foreign countries telling people, be careful going to the United States. You might die due to gun violence. That's happening right now. We all know what's happening in our world. We all know. And you know how I feel about this subject matter. I have spoken about it constantly. For John Morant to be suspended for what he was suspended for, and then to show up on an Instagram live video on 
the account of his friend who had been banned from his home games because of his friend's actions, stepping on the court to confront Pacers players. He had to be removed from the arena, was banned from returning to the arena as a patron. And then the Pacers reporting to the NBA and its security department that red lasers were were being flashed on its bus, on the on their bus, and they were wondering if this could have been something to do with this scenario, this situation. For him to show up on that guy's account, for him to be hanging out with the guy after everything that hung that that happened. And then to appear on his Instagram live feed. And the if you see the video, his friend's phone just flashes and you see Morant, you could, you could freeze frame it. You see Morant sitting in the passenger seat, which is obviously how I'll refer to this with firearms involved. He's sitting in the passenger seat and a huge ass handgun. I saw that. I'm like, get out of here. And then I said, the league has got to think that as well. Get out. Get out. We gave you eight games and it was, you know, and we let you go down to the state of Florida and figure it out. However, you talked about it. However, you went through your process mentally and were allowed to return. I I don't know. Honestly, he clearly does not get it. And what he can get is nine figures of money and fame and fortune. And showing everyone how it's done. He has that opportunity. And what he's doing right now is he is flushing it down the toilet. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's a damn shame. And the Grizzlies suspended him. I think the league's going to come in on top of it. And they should. They should. Because for him to say, as Jeff in Detroit said, to Jalen Rose, wasn't my gun. I need to make better decisions off the court. And this is what he's doing. This is the story on Mother's Day. So I think the league is going to act and it's going to act very strongly. And then we'll see what happens. Like he comes back and then, and then what? Cause the, then what is what will lead his way to the path to Fame and fortune. Well, he's already infamous now. And the Hall of Fame. He's blown off. Someone's got someone who he respects and loves has got to sit him down and say, You are blowing this, pal. And for what? For what? Like you can't tell your friend we, we've got to separate right now. Yeah, yo, man, we gotta, you know, we gotta chill out. We, we gotta chill out. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's do it. It's a Monday. It's time to overreact. And the man who is the king of overreacting, calling Jason Tatum a Fagazi superstar, only to now root for him once again. That's a gross mischaracterization. Okay. That's Even a-, a said Kawhi's the biggest fake superstar. No, right now, Tatum is the biggest right fake superstar. Right now. And right now? We stink. He's a real it's super- over. He's a real superstar. And the Celtics are uh, back. They're not, it's not over. Show up! What are you doing? He did. Thank you for watching the program, Jason. Jason Tatum. 
number zero on your program, once upon a time number zero in Chris Brockman's heart. Sorry, you guys aren't real fans. Who better to return to overreaction Monday action than the man himself? Hit it, please. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, what do you got over there, Christopher? What's up, guys? What's going on? We got a few football, and then I got a kind of a mishmash afterward. Okay? Uh, did you notice the video over the weekend from Panthers camp? Did you see the new quarterback was out there? Yeah, I saw Bryce Young's first snap of okay, him great. of him taking the snap, Hold on. rolling out, and five million people watched it. Yeah. And he didn't even throw it. Yep. You know what? You know what else stuck out about that video, Rich? What? What? Bryce Young looks really small out there. <laughs> that's some small. <laughs> yeah, that's not an overreaction. <laughs> he looks no. Hold on, Rich. Look at me. He looks really small out so, there. So, if you put that photograph up one more time, it does look like Josh McCown is saying, "Wow, he is small." That's ah. not what it looks like. Yeah, he, his face. Wow. Like, wow, he's little. You know, you know what? You know the inst- the, the Twitter account uh, in the last couple of years, they would take players doing things and shrink them down, and then they would still have their giant helmets. That's what Bryce Young looks like. So you know what you need to do is I, I just gave you this whole entree, this whole introduction about how you are the king of overreacting. Just walk through the front door, Chris. Don't just be beat around the bush. He looks really small out there. He's going to be a massive bust. Now we're talking. Now I got it out of him, TJ. <laughs> I got it out of him. You did. It's not gonna be. Uh, that's an overreaction. I was trying to be nice. I know what you're trying to do. I don't understand why you're you're half stepping, you're half measuring here. Can I, I just jump in and say this? Please. The shortest lineman on the Panthers is six feet four inches tall. So we would all look small, except for me. But C.J. Stroud would just kind of look look in their face, is what his point is. Gotcha. But I'm just saying, those are gigantic men. Anthony Richardson would be taller than that guy. So his point is is that his height will eventually come home to roost and be a problem for. I, I, the Carolina Panthers. It, it, How much of a problem it, was his height in the SEC? It, the supposed feels, professional, like the, the, the supposed ninth professional uh, division. I forget. How many or the ti- third professional conference. How many titles did Bryce Young win? Okay. Okay. Stetson Bennett, he's such a big dude. Honestly, I, I, I need to see. Bigger than Bryce Young. <laughs> I need to see. How Frank Reich will employ him. It is going to be fascinating. This is why the Carolina Panthers. When you take a look at their schedule, the Panthers have a Monday nighter against New Orleans week two. They're throwing Bryce Young in front of the national spotlight in the second Monday. First Monday night football game of the year is Aaron Rodgers. First game is a jet against Josh Allen. The second Monday night football game of the year, Carolina and New Orleans. Part of a doubleheader on Monday night football in week two. Then you've got a f- Thanksgiving, and then and then Carolina at Chicago is a Thursday nighter. So, twice, twice. But honestly, week two, like, what does Bryce Young look like? Here you go, America. We'll see. But I think it's an overreaction. It's a classic overreaction. But what else you got over there, Chris? What else? Rich, I'm looking at uh, the divisions. Okay, we were talking about the. NFC North and the NFC South. I think just one team probably makes the playoffs from those, just who wins the division. But a division we're not talking about enough, the AFC North, 
is going to get three playoff teams. I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Uh, I, I, I think that that is possible. Look, we have met. Let's just say it one more time here. Allen, Rodgers, Tua. You didn't even put Pickett up on the screen right there. I put Mike Tomlin because you want to bet against Mike Tomlin? Got it. So you've got Watson. I think Pickett's going to be good. Burrow, Lamar. You've got Trevor Lawrence, Mahomes, Wilson, Jimmy G, and Herbert. I just mentioned a bunch of names here. Only seven are going to make it. Right. If a rookie quarterback pops through, if Bailey Zappi can quick game his way. Same intensity. Okay. If that happens, then even more names that I just mentioned won't make the playoffs. You can absolutely say Lamar, Deshaun Watson, and Burrow are making it. You can absolutely say Burrow, Lamar, Pickett's making it. You could absolutely say Pickett, Watson, and Burrow's making it, and Lamar doesn't. Or absolutely. So that's not an overreaction. It may be inaccurate, but that's not an overreaction right there. Now, an overreaction would be Richardson's going to be amazing, and so is Stroud, and the AFC South gets three in. Oh, that would be Okay. That's super hot. So, what else you got over okay. there, Chris? Uh, looking at some of these individual guys. You see the video of Bijan uh, Robinson over the weekend? He's playing wide receiver. He's lining up in the slot. Did you know, Rich, mm-hmm. that the rookie record for scrimmage yards in a year? Okay. Eric Dickerson, 40 years ago, 2,212. Bijan. Taking it down. That's an overreaction, but <laughs> that's a big overreaction. But um, I'm excited. And 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 this is why Bijan was drafted eighth overall. Positionless football is what I believe Terry Fontenot, the general manager of the Falcons, called it last right. week. Right. Jameer Gibbs is the same thing, pal. Already that's has, why the Lions, has a little ankle injury. Well, um, what, once, once he's healthy completely, <laughs> it's not May. That's what this is about. And that's why Eckler's really good, too. And this is what maybe the running back position's turning into. It's find yourself one of them. And the fact that there were two of them in the top 12 this year goes to show you that maybe that's where this is heading towards. Now, the overreaction, that's one of them. Another one might be is that the running back position is about to be transformed by these two. Maybe. Let's see what college football keeps sending to the next level at this position. Because if these two kids turn out to be that dynamite, let's just say the Lions and the Falcons bust through as two of the teams that missed the playoffs last year that make it this year. You'll see more copycats or people trying to push those running backs up in the first round like that. I was going to just say 2,000 scrimmage yards by a rookie. But Saquon just did it a few years ago, so I went big. I went for the record. I appreciate you going big because you don't want to go home. I don't want you home. I got one more. Okay. Did you know that the rookie record for sacks in a year, any guesses? Rookie record for the sacks in a year. Go for it. Michael Parsons? Javon Curse had 15 and a half in 1999. And did you hear the news over the weekend? Will Anderson is going to put his hand in the dirt. I love it. Going to play some defensive it's the, end. It's the NFL, pal. D'Amico Ryans is going to send him hunting. Will Anderson's going to set the rookie sack record. All right. That's Ooh. another overreaction. Look wow. at you, man. Okay. That'd be good. So you just named the offensive and defensive rookies of the year in overreaction Monday on May 15th. Thank you, Chris.
Well done. So I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I like that he's putting his hand in the dirt. And the Texans may be one of those teams that make the playoffs out of the blue, huh? Because the coach is going to turn it around. I would be shocked. If they and Stroud is going to make it. Who are their receivers? Could you imagine the the uh, Jets and Texans go back-to-back having the offensive and defensive rookies of the year on the same team? That would be a first. I don't imagine that's ever happened. Back-to-back I, seasons. I don't think it's ever happened that one team had both, right? So, I don't know. All I know is the Jets won Super Bowl Saturday. <laughs> if we just push it to start. one more it's, day. It's yeah, you got to crawl for you walk, start. Rich. You no, Super crawl Bowl Thursday. You. Super Bowl Thursday. Pardon me. The uh, honor's now on a Thursday. I, I should know since I live there. So just push it three <laughs> more days. If you go from winning Super Bowl Thursday to Super Bowl Sunday, it makes the world a difference. So I'll go that in overreaction. You don't have any basketball I do, I do, but we, oh, we, should, we should take a break. We'll do it after. 844 rich number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We've got tons of time and tons of real estate for you the rest of this program, live on the Roku channel on this radio station. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just found out that uh, for the radio audience that Chris is playing in a celebrity tournament this weekend, and he's being billed as an actor. You're a celebrity <laughs> actor. <laughs> it's like, does that offend you as a celebrity? No, that offends me as an that actor. offends me as an actor. It literally should offend real actors. And I've, as you know, I <laughs> yes. receive I receive many checks of ten, twenty cents as an actor. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't offend me as a celebrity. That offends me as an actor. It, like, it he's called an actor. He ain't got no residual checks Honestly, coming in. I don't. It's not a lie. If you believe, why would you be billed as an actor? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I got to imagine here, like uh, there clerical, are people clerical error. There maybe? are people who sure. watch us every day, and if they meet you, they'd be like, "Oh, hey, hey, it's good. Rockman from the Rich Eisen right. Show." Right. So that's great. You've gotten that at ballparks. We know this from the Super Bowl, Vegas, right. Everywhere. But has anybody ever come and go? Oh, I saw you. You on, know, on Dave. in the league. Yeah, exactly. In the league, that one know. episode where if I blinked, you were gone. Right. Am I reading this right? Exactly. <laughs> we were in episode You're season an one of Dave. You're an actor. I'm an actor. So that does not offend me as anyway. a celebrity who has been deemed a celebrity enough to play in these events. It right. offends me as an actor. It offends you as an actor. Yes, it's like that line from Seinfeld where the anti-dentite. It me as a comedian. Does it offend you as a Jewish person? No, it offends me as a comedian. That he's telling Jewish jokes oh and he's God. not Jewish. Yeah. It's jokes are terrible. That's what I'm offends done. me. I'm, I'm offended. Can't breathe. <laughs> anyway, the whole point of this was I'm going to try right. not to stink this weekend for my playing partner. Hey, are you going to take these Rich Eisen balls with you? You want to? No, by the way, Rich Eisen golf balls. Golf. Yeah, I mean, be careful. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
my God. Like the author of that's the king of the that's what she said humor of the Rich Eisen show. The number of times I'm in the middle of making a He's point not. and he chimes in with that's what she said humor. I don't do it anymore because like you told you, me to stop. I did. <laughs> So and you then took, you just you said took away, that. You took away one of my tricks. I'm like a three-trick pony over no, here. No, you're took not, one of the tricks TJ. Away. <laughs> you're a multiple-trick pony if you want to refer to yourself as any pony at all. <laughs> if, you would like, if you would like Rich Eisen Show logoed golf balls. Oh, that, that's a mouthful. Yes. Hold on a minute. Pause. You've got to say that. If you would like to use those... As you play as an actor, actor, I do need to know how good you've been playing. Because the last oh. thing I want you to oh, do is sure. brain somebody and it's just like, oh, oh, oh the guy from him. the Rich Eisen show. Or you could just, no, that's what you do. I was just playing the role of golfer. Yeah. I'm a bad actor. A, also, though, Rich, if he plays bad, bad that's going to reflect negatively upon you. So maybe you don't want him to. Well, you're a bad actor yeah. playing the role of good golfer or you're an excellent actor playing the role of bad, bad golfer. golfer. Thank you. That's why you're the celebrity in the group. You know what? I'm a terrific bad golfer. Even though I'm a good golfer, I'm acting. Thank you. And scene. As somebody is being hauled off in an ambulance because they got brained by a sliced Rich Eisen show logo golf ball. Yeah. Not Rich Eisen's personal. I'm not going to use the golf balls. We want to save them for guests to okay. give away. I understood. It's inventory. Yes, I understand. But you could autograph them and give them out an as a celebrity. I can't I've been, believe I've been playing. We got to get so. Kevin Rahm on here. I've been playing. <laughs> decided I, again. Oh, I'm not offended that you're being a celebrity. I'm very happy. I'm very American happy. But who decides to say? I don't know. You're an actor. (laughs) Exactly. Like who's the arbiter? This is like the arbiter. This is like the Robin Harris joke about the piccolo player. Wait a minute. (laughs) This this is now marinating. (laughs) And as you You know, eventually, if I keep talking, it'll eventually come back to me. Okay? Or being about me. As all things do. Are they, calling you an, are they calling you an actor because the Rich Eisen show isn't big enough oh, to turn see? you as a celebrity oh, from see? being here? Only Rich no, would think no, of it no, that no, way. No, no. Come on. That's what I said. Like, long enough. If I marinate and talk long enough, it'll eventually come back to me and being some. Because as you know, if, if, if something happens that I, I can't understand or it's not explainable i think it's a conspiracy <laughs> understand like the same i'm viewing this the same way he views scott foster <laughs> by the way uh scott foster refereed your game yesterday well so, did he get scott foster has been good for the Celtics. Oh, okay, good enough. Yeah. Right. by the way i heard right, scott, way, scott foster's name more yesterday than i did mb like uh, there was too much scott and scott foster. foster didn't get the memo to extend the Knicks series either which I'm shocked at. See, and it, he ended both our seasons. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Knicks so, and the Sixers. So I got two words for Scott Foster. So, but at any rate, is it possible that's what it is? Somebody sat there and go, I can't put him in as a Rich Eisen show guy. He's an actor. I looked up his IMDb uh, page. He's played himself twice. <laughs> so he's an actor. Maybe, maybe Bob Griffin III was in charge of this. And since you guys acted maybe. together, you know. Okay. That's right. That was, that was his acting partner in the league. I would say I'm firmly in the middle of the people who are going to be there. So, you know. Okay. Are you bringing up the celebrity acting actors? I was just saying, in terms of people I recognized, I was right in the middle. Okay, good. 
And so you, you recognize know, yourself. I recognize myself. Okay. I had a great headshot. <laughs> Which is what he does every single time. You're a headshot. What headshot? Remember so when we you, took from some your photos? My friend Cheryl. Oh, my acting now. No. My friend oh, Cheryl Mann took our headshots, remember? Oh, oh I know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Like that's a, that's so that's the what I use. Mike, you can't even. I can't even. Uh, this, is, uh, this is how bad it is. It's even Mike Del Tufo thinks it's shameless. It's <laughs> that's how bad Are you it is. Me right I now? mean, you can call me like even, an audio guy or whatever. I act every day because I'm just being an idiot. Even Mike but Del Tufo this is a, thinks that this is too shameless. <laughs> that's how bad it is. And I think wow. nothing is I shameless. Wasn't a, I didn't call nothing. myself an actor. <laughs> You're I, accepting it. You didn't push back. You didn't say, you well, didn't you know, well, technically. Hold on a second. Why don't you call me this? Exactly. I got invited. I'm not He's going. I don't want to step on any toes. He's going. This is the first time. I don't know. 